This is On the Radar with me, your host, Radar. And as always, we talk about local national sports, pop culture, and everything in between that happens in the world of sports and pop culture. And as always, we get to the news of unfortunate news of people who have passed away. Rest in peace to James Madison Dukes softball player Lauren Burnett, who passed away. They classified it as a suicide. Rest in peace to her never. Good to see a young person die. Rest in peace to Neil Adam. He was a comic book artist, and he's known for making characters like Rachel Ghoul, Man Bat, John Stewart, so many different comic book characters. And he did some Green Lantern, Green Arrow comic books, some more Batman ones. And he did like stories about Roy Harper as well. And he did some Superman ones as well. He passed away at the age of 80, so he lived a very full life making all of these comic books and everything that like people liked reading growing up. So rest in peace to him. Rest in peace to Josara Gennaro, the actress who who was on shows like ER, Judging Amy, and Strong Medicine, and Without a Trace, passed away at the age of 48. Rest in peace to her. Rest in peace to country singer Naomi Judd, who's known for being in the country duo The Judds with her daughter. She was in the country hall of she was under the country hall of fame, but died the day before that she was supposed to get elected. She passed away at age of 76. They ruled it as you know suicide. Rest in peace to Naomi Judd. Rest in peace to Joanna Barnes. The American actress passed away at the age of 87. She was in shows like 77 Suntrack, Mavericks, Have a Gun, Will Travel. Some other shows like Cole 45. She appeared in some films over the years as well. She, So she had a long career being in a lot of different things. The last thing that she appeared in was Then Came You in 2000. Rest in peace to Regine Zelberg. The, the Belgian Forge singer and nightclub in Imper- Preciado. She was dubbed the Queen of Night. She passed away in 92. Rest in peace to Dave Bernie, the actor known for roles in Bridget Loves Bernie. And he also was in the show St. Elsewhere as Dr. Ben Samuels. He passed away at the age of 83. The last things he was in was Master of the Game, The Naked Truth, and Nightfall. Rest in peace to him. And this is episode 133. Let's get to some football news. So the draft happened. So if you want a recap of the draft, check out the On the Radar Entertainment page on Facebook. There's a link to the whole draft recap, and you can see how others rated it. This is something that's just when you don't pay attention to college football that much, you're not knowing every player. But in professional football news, Melvin Gordon re-signed with Denver. That's good. That team is really strong. Anthony Gordon staying in Kansas City, the back of quarterback. Ken Robinson's in with the Jags. LaSalle Austin's going to Denver. Carlos Davis is going with the Pats. Trey, Ott, Trey uh, Quinn and Donnie Lewis are going to Denver. Cam Akers is officially switching his number to three because last year they wanted to pay money to do that. Nice news out of Peyton Manning's camp. He's going to start a Demarius Thomas scholarship at Georgia Tech. And this is the fifth time that Green uh, that the, in, in 16 years that no quarterback was drafted. You know, so 16 years, five times, and no quarterback drafted the first time. Daniel Jones' option was declined, and I can comment on it as a Giants fan. This dude doesn't have it. He can't stay healthy. He turns the ball over too much. Yeah, it's time to say goodbye to him. Hollywood Brown, though, was traded to the Cardinals, and A.D. Brown was traded to the Philly, Philadelphia Eagles. So those are the big, like, wide receiver traded to draft. That's not good for the Ravens because they already were thin at wide receiver, but this helps out the Cardinals getting another good wide receiver. Philadelphia, that gives them a great receiver to help Jalen Hurts. 
But when you're a Titans fan, you're like, you traded our number one guy. I don't care who we drafted in the draft. That's never going to replace a talent like A.J. Brown. And I was right. I knew that the one quarterback would probably be taken in the first round is Kenny Pickett. He got to go to Pittsburgh, so that's the cool story there. Raiders declined the option on Josh Jacobs. I'm surprised. He's one of the best players on their team. Either way. And uh, the Browns took a kicker named Cade York. who was the highest kicker taken since 2016. And Baltimore had six picks in the fourth round, which was the most ever. And Lewis Riddick got an honorary degree from his university, Pittsburgh. Congratulations to him. And now we see why the Cardinals traded for Marquise Hollywood Brown. Because DeAndre Hopkins has now been submitted for six games. That's not good. He's, you could tell the second half last year when he missed games, they kind of went down. Tyron Matthew is going to New, to New Orleans for three years. The dude is from that area, went to school in that area, so that's a good idea for him. Trey Turner's, go, Trey Turner's going to Washington. Bears officially cut Nick Foles. And this network called CHGO has officially fired former Bears offensive lineman Olin Cruz for assaulting Adam Hodge. I don't know the details, but I remember years ago when Kendall Gill punched somebody and they fired him and then he came back. So you never know. NFL has declined this year to do a Black Friday game, but looking into it next year. Deontay Harris has gone to New Orleans. Alongside for Ross Mastix on a five-year sentence with the Jaguars. Troy Hill has been traded to the Rams. And DeMonte Kaiser is going to Pittsburgh. And Rashawn Green is going to Texas. And Mike Davis, the Falcons cut him. He's one of the better players. The Browns, after drafting a kicker that high, have cut both Chris Blewett and Chase McLaughlin. I knew, I think Chase McLaughlin will get picked up by somebody. Nate Herbert, Herbig's got cut. And the Browns have signed a former college power forward named Marco Santos Silva to make him a tight end. So I think that's interesting to draft a football player, I mean a basketball player to be a football player. And linebackers, Kami Johnson's going to Kansas City. <coughs> and Andre Roberts is going to Carolina. Jason Ferret staying in San Francisco. And Grady Jarrett's got a three-year deal to stay where he is to go to San Francisco. And defensive lineman at Donjell Otis is going to the Jaguars, and safety Josh Jones is going to Seattle. And Brett Favre announced he's going to do a weekly show on Milwaukee's ESPN radio station, which is interesting, as, you know, his opinion on Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. And this is be the first, this, in 20 years, the Packers have not drafted a, a wide receiver, a tight end, or a, a running back ever. That is interesting that they've done that. And the Browns have hired this Nate Zaguka to be the new analyst, and... The thing about the Packers there, if you're a Packers fan, especially an Aaron Rodgers fan, you're not happy that they don't just draft weapons. You know, this would be the year you trade Devontae Adams. Nobody going to do it. Nope. Interesting basketball story over here. Keon Dooling, the former NBA player who's a coach now, has been people are thinking that he took $35,000 of fraud from the Players Association, but they found out that those are false claims. Seth Curry now has the 24 most points in playoff history. And Steve Kerr is the ace most wins. Congratulations to them. And the Chicago Sky announced that they're having the All-Star game this year. After winning the championship and now having the All-Star game, this is going to be hard to get tickets to go to their games. The Wizards hired a new play-by-play man named Chris Miller. And Austin Reeves signed the Chinese Shield deal. That's interesting that the Chinese, league, Chinese shoe company would want to sign a backup on the Lakers, even then an unsecure backup. That's interesting. And in the NFL draft, they drafted a player named Chris Paul and Kobe Bryant. So that's interesting how the impact of NBA legends when people name their kids those names and for them to be actual football players. The Kobe Bryant one, he spelled with a C and not a K. And a fortunate news for the Sixers. We already know that Joel Embiid's playing with like a torn ligament in his thumb, in his finger. 
Now he's got a, con- a contusion and a concussion. He's going to miss the first two games. I don't think the Sixers... I didn't think the Sixers would make the playoffs, but then Embiid went on to have an MVP season, and they traded for James Harden. I didn't think they would go that far in the playoffs, so this may be where they their, their season ends. And the marquee network that shows the Cubs announced that they're going to show the Sky. I don't want to get it. The Sky... The WN plays in the summer, and so do the Cubs. How often are the Sky going to be on the day the Cubs are not? And for those who live locally, we like watching it on MeTV or Me Too back in the day. So I, I don't like that move. And uh, they're going to be a 30 for 30 Eastman documentary on the streetball culture, which is cool. And Joel Embiid, another story, he's trying to get French nationality to play for the French team. I guess Cameroon, you know, where he's from, does not have, you know, a, uh, a national team to play for. So the Cameroonian team, so I guess playing for France which has Rudy Gobert, was interesting to have two big men there. And this is the first time ever in NBA history to have players 22 or younger in the same game. Three of them scored 30 points. John Morant, Jaron Jackson, Jordan Poole. And the Warriors have won 26 straight road games. Congratulations to them. And Phil Jackson has announced he's going to advise the Lakers on their draft decision. So, I'm, I mean, a coaching decision of who they're going to hire. They announced for the NHL playoffs this year that their games are going to be on ESPN and ESPN2 and TNT and TVS. If not, you'll find them on ESPN University, ESPN New, True TV, and HLN Network as well. The Red Wings fired their head coach, Jeff Lonsnick, Doug Huda, and Jeff Scano, their other coaches, so they're going to be looking for a new head coach. Sage Steele is suing ESPN due to the fact that they um, supposedly impringed on her, you know, freedom Freedom of speech. Austin Matthews has scored 60 goals first time since 2012. The last was Stamkos. And Trip Tracy is leaving the Hurricanes as an analyst. So, yeah. You know, I remember Sage Steele. The first thing was during the pandemic. Because, you know, she didn't want to get the vaccine and all this other stuff. But, of course... That's the sort of thing. So that's interesting that she said other people did not want to work with her. All these other things. So hopefully it gets resolved because she is a pretty good sports center anchor. So I don't have the problems that if she didn't want to give access, she didn't want to do that. That's on her. Baseball. A lot happened. But first, look at ESPN adds softball and lacrosse. So they're trying to have premiere there. So Taylor Ward became the second player in the modern era to have a double, triple, grand slam, and four runs scored a single game. And Nolan Arano, Genesis Cabrera were suspended for their brawl. And the uh, first time since 96-1, they had two Bohemian baseball players playing the same game. So Jet Chisholm and Lucius Fox. So that was interesting. And Trevor Bauer got suspended for two seasons in a row. Now last year, Marcelo Zuna and in the past, other guys that have been suspended for domestic violence or abuse, they took their suspension and they were put on leave and that was it. Trust me, there's been countless baseball players in the last five to eight years. They served their time. With Bauer, I don't know what they're doing. He served suspension last year. This dude's in his prime, and he's missing all of this season, all of next year, and of course he's going to appeal. And I'm a fan of him as a pitcher. I'm not a fan of him off the field for obviously abusing a woman. But two years is a lot. Ray Rice didn't get two years. Like, I, I don't get it, man. Baseball going way too far on that specific suspension. The Mets threw the first no-hitter of the year as a combined one. The second in their franchise is the first one was Yohan Santana, but this was a combined one. Kershaw now has the most strikeouts in the Los Angeles Dodgers history. And the Reds off to the worst start in their franchise history ever. 
3-19. Kershaw passed Don Sutton. Don Sutton made sense because he played a very long time. With the 26-man roster deadline Monday, a lot of players were DFA'd, like Robinson Cano got DFA'd, and also Yohan Lopez got a three-game suspension. Eddie Rosario had some eye surgery. He's going to be out for a long time. And the Sox are without a Lloyd for a while, and Kevin Newman's out wild for the Pirates. So those are key players. Christian Javier, the Astros are moving to the bullpen. Taylor Motters joined the Reds. And Roman Quinn is back with the Phillies. And, and Ronald Torres has left the Phillies. And Pedro Baez has been cut by the Astros. It was interesting. The Phillies weren't sure who was going to play center field, so now they got Roman Quinn back. Tommy Hunter's gone back in the Miami deal with the Mets. And unfortunately, top pitching prospect Dylan Lesko with Tommy John surgery, so I don't know who's going to pick him up. Brandon Hyde's going to at least be under contract until 2023. Zach, uh, Zach Birdie's going to the Nationals. Ronald Kuhn is officially back, so that's good for fans. Trace Thompson's officially back up in the Major League with the Padres. We all know him as Clay Thompson's brother. He started off with the White Sox. Patrick Keevlin's taking his talents to Japan. Chris Bryant's going to DL. The Red Sox DFA Travis Shaw. And his on Diaz, the Marlins second baseman who opted out and then came back, is going to San Francisco. And, and uh, Shogo Akiyama has joined the Padres after the Reds cut him. And Mike Ford is going to San Francisco. And the Reds DFA'd Aquino for assignment. I don't understand that. The Reds are one of the worst teams in baseball off to your worst start. Why aren't you playing young guys who have talent? That makes no sense. Red, uh, Derek Holland's become a free agent and he's because he opted out of his deal with them. Tommy Conley, after missing time with Tommy Sondra, he's back. Fortune news for Reed Foley had a UCL tear and Adam Morgan opted out with the Astros. Alex Rose of the Orioles has a UCL strain, so he's going to be out. Arise avoided arbitration with the Twins. And um, Dexter Fowler decided he's going to become a free agent. And Hanan Perez is going to the Braves. Anthony Alford is going to Cleveland. Edmund Soso has COVID. And Magasano has a torn meniscus so in his knee. So he's going to be out for a while. And the Indians DFA Bobby Bradley, which hopefully opens up the door for Josh Naylor to play first base. Yeah, so there's a lot of baseball players that have been DFA'd for assignment. And it's just, you're like, okay, cool. We got to get the, you got to get the um, rosters all in order. My dad said this to me the other day. It's like, it's silly. If you're going to have it start at a certain number, just keep it at that number. Don't change it. And then news that just came over the wire. Tyler Hero's been named Sixth Man of the Year, a well-deserved award. Dusty Baker has now won 2,000 as a manager. Congratulations to him. And the WNBA will have Brittany Gardner number and initials on all the WNBA courts until she's released. Gary Payton, unfortunately, the fracture left elbow. So Warriors going to be out with him. Chargers sign Bryce Callahan to a one-year deal. And Norris Cole, Chicago native and former Miami Heat players, joined the big three. And two cities, four first-place teams. First time in MLB history that both New York and Los Angeles have their teams leading their division at any point in the season. That's... Really cool news there, especially when I'm a huge Mets fan. So that's a that's a good one. And um, uh, baseball season is underway, and with hockey going on, so it's a very jam-packed time. And other baseball news is Derek Holland, who opted out the Red Sox, has gone to the Blue Jays. Trevor May unfortunately is out for four weeks for the Mets. Cubs have called up Robert Gazelman. Joey Votto's gone on the disabled list. 
Anibal Sanchez, who barely even pitched for the Nationals and pitched in two years, he's gone in the 60-day DL. Angels option Joe Adele. Again, they keep optioning this guy. He's struggling. Willie Calhoun, the Rangers option, and he does not want to go down. He want, he's looking for a trade. I mentioned Alfred going to Cleveland and for Hernandez going to the Braves. Fowler becoming a free agent. Yasmer Petit is back in Major League Baseball. At this time, signing a minor deal with the Padres, and they can definitely use help in the bullpen. Entertainment news. Chad Lowe is going to appear on 911 Lone Star as Rob Lowe's brother, which is pretty cool. Pretty smart, and Netflix was canceled. And this Catherine Hank Kim is going to be in the company you keep. The show we mentioned that it's going to have Milo in there. Emily Osmond is now becoming a series regular next year on the season of Young Sheldon, as she is currently a reoccurring character. Mellow's executive producing an anime series called Little Heroes. And uh, this Jazz Anson is out at the uh, Idol at HBO. Sam Richardson, Elizabeth Perkins, Zach Wood are going to be in this thing called After Party. Melissa McBride is out at Walking Dead spinoff. And Jesse Spencer is back at Chicago Fire. Kelly Shores, uh, Kelly Shop is going to be back on Miss Mizell. And Camila Mendez is going to produce and appear in this musical, The Woman from Riverdale. Brett Gelman's jo- Gelman is joining Lady in the Lake. Single drunk re- remake, uh, female, excuse me, he's been renewed for season two of Free Form. And James Corner announced after next year he is done doing late night. He took over for Craig Ferguson. And I never watched the show religiously, but we all know him from karaoke. The fact that he's a, a got a theater Broadway background, so he can sing and he knows these people. So it is pretty funny. I enjoyed. Sometimes I watched it. Speed Force has been officially canceled at Netflix. For those who are fans of that show. Paul Wesley is going to Joe Confession. The show Pachacino was renewed season two on Netflix. They're going to make a Clearton's Clearwater Revival documentary. I can't wait to watch that. Don Johnson's going to be in Unit 2, 3, 4, 1. Harry Connor Jr. is joining Island, Islander. Devery Jacobs is going to be in this Echo Cole. I mean, excuse, Echo. And the show Echo. While College Bowl with Peyton Manning got renewed for season two, and I enjoyed watching that. And they've added Galus Gal, Charles to Walking Dead spinoff. I know this guy. He was just on The Wonder Years. He was on Aquarius. He was on, you know, the Taken, you know, prequel TV show. So this guy's going to be on the new Walking Dead spinoff. Hulu now owns official rights to Shit's Creek, for those who are fans of that. That's where you're able to find that show. Graham McTavish is going to be narrating something called Ocean's Greatest Fest. Quavo, the, the rapper, is going to be in this thing called Takeover. And Harley Quinn is getting the animated TV show that they have on HBO Max. It's getting a spinoff called Noonan. And this thing called like Boop Bub Kiss by Pete Davis officially going to Peacock because they're in love with this guy. And uh, Eric Donna and Fez and Jackie are going to reprise the roles in the That 70s Show spinoff. Topher Grace is busy being on Home Economics. I don't want to see him leave the show because it's a pretty good show. Jimmy Kimmel announced he's got COVID, so hopefully he gets better. Caroline Dave over that is joining Riverdale. Katrina Law is joining this thing called Year Two. William Fitchner is also joining that show, The Company You Keep, and he's been a good, long-time good character actor. Prison Break, Mom, you name it. Freak Brothers, that's that show on Tubi with Pete Davidson and others, is renewed for season two. And Bomani Jones' is show on HBO got renewed for season two. I haven't watched it personally because I don't get HBO. It's like when Jim Rohn went to Showtime, I stopped watching him. So I'm glad that Bomani, one of my favorite people from ESPN back in the day. Alicia Carey is going to be in the show over Victoria Reddit in the St. X show that I announced before. And the news that I'm upset about is that 
Batwoman, and Legend of Tomorrow were officially canceled. And you would say, well, those shows are crap, and you've been saying for years that Legends should have been canceled. And you know, you're right. Legends fell off after Rip Hunter died, and the show stopped being about traveling through time and saving people and keeping the wrong characters, letting the other characters go, or let the actor come back and play a completely different role. And this last season was no different. As I mentioned, the Wonder Twins, you know, the, the you know, Muslim Persian twins who both both have the wind totem and the annoying version of Zari was on the show. Like, those were like, okay, you don't need those. Spooner was good in the one season, but you don't need her anymore. At the same time, you didn't also need to have Astra. I know that they killed off John Constantine's character, but you're like, you know, we don't need him. Gary, now that he's an alien, is a lot more useful, but again... Ava the Clone being on the show wasn't useful. Them writing out Ray out of the show completely. You know, wasting the chance to have Ryan Choi's Adam be on the show. And now this past season when it ended, Nate left the show because they took his powers away, which was stupid. And him with another time-traveling girlfriend. So it was all these things that were wrong with it. But you can't have a show end on a cliffhanger because you're like, well, Sarah lost her powers. Blah, blah, blah. And they're like, the second to last episode of Legends of this show was everybody goes on back to their regular time periods and live their life. And they get a key to the special, you know, dimension, inner pocket dimension that Constantine made where they all can hang out and stuff. And in that, they're all supposed to meet like once a week with the key no matter what. You know, the twin, Nate come out of the, I guess, the totem, which is stupid. Sarah and Ava would come. Gary and... Gideon, who was now in human form, would come also. Things like that. They were like, everybody was supposed to come back. Spooner from the past, you know, Astra from present time. But of course, they didn't want to end it there. They were like, well, Robot, uh, Gideon, the Gideon, you know, who's now a human form, made, you know, the guy who invented time travel, his boyfriend, Gwyn's boyfriend, an android. And he realized it, and he's like, I got to go back and save him. So they're like, well, we're not going to leave him hanging. So we got to go back and save him. So I'm like, cool, you save him. We could have ended the season there. Nope, like last season when it ended perfectly. They beat the bad guys. They beat the alien invasion and saved the world. Their ship gets blown up, and that's a cliffhanger right there. They could have ended the show last year also. But you ended here where they go and introduce Donald Fajon of Scrubs, Kick-Ass, number two, and the exes. And most recently, he was in the show, you know, that was that I was on with Clancy Brown. And whatnot, it was like, okay, cool. That that you're just like, okay, cool. So he's been in some shows, and you're like, cool. But he's a big-time actor because, A, he's been in movie. Yeah, the show was called Frequency, I think. No. Yeah, the show was called Emergence. So, yeah, the show was Emergence. So pretty much... That was the last thing Donald Fajan. I'm like, he's a little bit too big time of an actor in two successful sitcoms and a lot of movies that you casted him to play Booster Gold, the comedic role, time traveler, you know, janitor maintenance thing. And this one, they made it where the timekeepers made him keep time where there's like a paradox thing where it's like no matter what it is, it gets reset. So it doesn't matter. Nobody's really going to try to stop time, you know, like in that World War One scene. So he realizes life's a waste. He steals the shit from them and they go, okay, cool. And I thought, okay, cool, he's going to replace Rip Hunter, who's supposed to be his father or son in the comics. And I was like, that's cool, they're going to do that. Nope, they make it where he's just like this stupid person, and then he gets into trouble. And the legends get 
you know, arrested. And I'm like, okay, so the last time I see them is they get arrested in a cliffhanger. And because there looks like they're going to kick Flash off the air of a small season, rush Black Lightning out the door, and obviously there is no Arrow or Batwoman. It seems like the last time that you saw Sarah and Nate, who matter because Rick le- uh, Mick left the show last year, and, you know, all the other crappy characters, you won't see them again because they stopped doing crossover. The last crossover was The Flash, you know, Armageddon, where they had, you know, Batwoman and they had Supergirl's sister and they brought Black Lightning and Oliver Queen's daughter, whoopty freaking do. Wasn't that great that we're never going to see these characters again and that's somewhat of a good thing, but they had so many outs years ago to end the show Legends of Tomorrow and end it perfectly. They just, they did not. They had so many chances to do it and then they finally get to be on the air for so long that by the time they got to stay on the air for so long, they get canceled. They had all these opportunities for for them that do it. Seven seven seasons, and probably after season three or four, if CW wasn't in that mode of automatic renewal where they renewed every show every single year and they actually looked into what's a good show, this show could have probably properly ended. Where I was always thinking that Nate would go back to Central City and work with Flash. I also thought that, you know, Rip Hunter can go back to his time period before they killed him. I thought the Wonder Twins can go back to their time. And I thought, you know, Ava and Gary can still work at the Time Bureau at the same time. I also thought Sarah can go back to Central uh, Star City where she's actually from. But, of course, they missed the boat of actually properly ending the show before it completely got canceled on a cliffhanger. At least with Batwoman, last season was better than the previous season where they were just trying to fix the whole... Well, Ruby rose up the show in the middle of the pandemic, and we couldn't finish the season, so we had to scrap whatever plans we had and hire a completely new actress. But the fact that season two was all about getting over the Ruby Rose character, Kate being gone, and then seeing if she's alive, and then she's not alive because of somebody else's face. I don't know. That This season was great because the first half was them tracking down old Batman trinkets and trying to stop them. Then the next half of the season was... Her her stuff where she gets to get close to her mother and find out her brother is the next Joker because of what Joker did. He's the black Joker. And they did a good job of storytelling on him. I didn't care for her and Sophie getting together, but they did good storytelling on Batwing as a character, you know, making making her, you know, making their friend, you know, Kate's stepsister being Poison Ivy and stuff like the new one. So that was good. Like, they got rid of the father. He left the show. And it ended well with Alice leaving because Alice is Kate's sister. Doesn't They don't need her in the show anymore. And you're going to keep Sophie. That's cool. And you have to keep Batwing because Luke is the, you know, the guy you need to have on the show because you don't have the other guys because they're old or dead. So that's the sort of thing where you needed to do that. And they saved the day. They stopped it. The only issue I had with that season was, again, Legends, Cliffhanger, Quick, episode, uh, quick, you know, 13 episodes or so. Legends had a few crappy episodes. So it's one thing when you get an 18 to 22 episode season that you have some crappy filler episodes here and there. But when it's only 13, that was the issue. You can't have enough, you can't have too many filler crappy episodes. And Batwoman, in my opinion, also had that. And 13 was too much and they rushed it off the air. Because the storytelling of her brother becoming the new Joker and all that stuff. That should have been a good season-long thing. It was so rushed into the second half of a season, it couldn't get its own season, that I was like, can we please, 
you know, get it. And there wasn't really a cliffhanger. It was more that that blimp with all the acid that from Joker that it just it just basically crashed somewhere else and 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 that sort of thing where there's creatures emerging and they have to deal with that. I was hoping they introduce more Batman characters, you know, introduce some more Arrowverse characters to the show, but no. So the real issue was Ruby Rose at the beginning. If they had agreed to, if they, if the, if the pandemic didn't happen, she probably could have finished the full 22 episode order for season one because they got a full season pickup instead of the the less that it got, and they could have done the whole hush story for longer than like one or two episodes, and then said, okay, cool. If she doesn't want to come back to the show, then we'll just go in a different direction. But they wasted season two was a waste because it was all about moving out from Kate, and I was like, yeah, that's not, you know what you want to do. So that's why I thought season three was very good. And I felt it was getting its footing. But with this whole discovery and buying CW, I don't know if they're going to completely outright cancel every single show. I don't know what they're doing because of Warner Brothers and HBO Max and DC. They want all their programs on there. Stargirl is safe because it's DC's show first. Flash, no matter if it's going to be a full season or a shortened season next year, it's still, you know, safe for one more year because Grant Gustin is, like, probably doesn't want to do it. That's the reason why Arrow ended. You know, Stephen Amell didn't want to do it. Melissa Benoist didn't want to do it. It's only really Black Lightning had no choice. They knocked him off the air. I don't think Javica Leslie really wants to end the show because they're really getting their footing. And, of course, Katie, Katie Lotz, Lotz, whatever, she didn't want to. And then she was the original character. Like, when Nate gone, it was just her and a bunch of schmucks. That's pretty much what it was on Legends. Because they missed out. I was thinking Blue Beetle, Booster Gold, have uh, Kid Flash or Impulse. There were so many DC characters that they could have done on Legends over the years. They missed out. And unfortunately, Flash is going to miss out on so many good DC comic books characters. Because again, no more Elongated Man because of his old tweets. They got rid of him. Because I'm not a huge fan of Allegra. I'm not a huge fan of Chester. And I know why You know, the actor who plays Cisco left the show. Because... For him, he was like, yeah, I'm tired of playing this show. And you're just like, yeah. That's where you get the things. So, yeah, Carlos Valdez, I understand why he left the show. I understood why at one point Victor Garber, because he's a big-time movie, television, and theater actor, wanted to leave the show. So there's a lot of mistakes over the years with the Arrowverse telling of, like, specifically the DC Legend of Tomorrow. Because do you know what the Legend of Tomorrow is supposed to be? Based off comic books where Rip Hunter would come to the current time and say, hey, something in the past is being ruined or something in the future is being ruined by a villain. And he would recruit random characters. It would always be different characters. If you really want a good look at it, you have to watch Batman Brave and the Bold. There was an episode with Rip Hunter doing that. The show was supposed to be every year Rip Hunter has a new villain, they got to face them. And they have to rotate the characters. You keep some of the characters, but you let some of them go because they're either from the future or the past, and you just need them for that specific bad guy and that all the other stuff and you're just like yeah that's what it's supposed to be but when you make rip hunter evil you kill him off you make this whole time bureau thing with nate's father and ava then you make it about everybody's going to be junior demonologist and like magic people like constantine was for two years then you're losing everybody that's why last year was time traveling and aliens you know what it's time travel. It's science fiction. They did a lot of good special effects with alien ships and actual alien creatures that were displaced through time. Like, it was a good idea. But again, the issue was when you kill off the main character of the show and you kill Snart in season one, and you bring him back briefly, but you kill him off in season one, 
the Hawks were barely used well in terms of Hawkman. You kill off Firestorm, you know, because Victor Garver wanted to leave, and then you screw Jax over, and then you don't actually do the whole, you know, Firestorm Matrix with Ronnie. You barely had Flash on the show. You you had the woman who played Vixen come back and play another character, and again, John Conti coming back and playing the same character, keeping the Wonder Twins, Spooner too long, Astra and Gary too long, like Mona was a waste, like there was a lot of characters. Mick, I give credit to Dominic Purcell. He stayed long enough on this sinking ship until like the last, the second to last year, and that was fine because the whole point of him joining the show was him and him and Wentworth Miller were a partnership from being on Prison Break, and they were a partnership on Flash, and this was a perfect vehicle. That's the mistake. If you kept repunting the show and it kept being time travel, and every year you changed up the character, a few of the characters here and there, and then let them go after one or two years, that's the same issue with Flash. Tom Cavanaugh playing a different Harrison Wells every single year, bringing Laurel Lance back, but from another dimension, and then every year you get like a different Jake Garrick from another dimension too, and it's just like, certain shows, you gotta say goodbye to certain characters, and introduce new characters and new blood, and change things up. But I will say, thanks for Legend of Tomorrow being a show, because for the first couple of years, it was very good, it did what it was supposed to do, spin off of Arrow and Flash with their characters, and do some good storytelling. Batwoman, I'm glad they got to tell the story. I just understood why they never did a show about Robin, Nightwing, or Batgirl in particular, or Batman, because they couldn't get the rights to them. But for those who are fans of CW, you still will have the ability to watch Stargirl, hopefully, Flash for one more year, and Superman and Lois for another year, because those are, they do everything possible to not have characters from other shows in Superman, and Stargirl is a completely another universe. Again, thanks for listening to episode 133 for On the Radar. As always, we talk about local and national sports and pop culture. Rest in peace to everybody who passed away. For everybody who's sick, hopefully they get better. And you can have our On the Radar team blogs Facebook. On the Radar Media.com is my website. And follow me on Twitter, Radar4428, and bloggers, Radar4428. One thing I've completely forgot to mention because, you know, me, huge baseball fan is former Sox outfielder John Jay announces retirement. If you remember him, the Cardinals outfielder who was who helped the, who won a World Series, and uh, he played for the Cubs as well. So he got the paid for both teams. At 37, you know what? It's time if he can't get a major league deal. So we all know he started off with the Cardinals, won a World Series, played for San Diego, the Cubs, the Royals, the Diamondbacks, the White Sox, the Diamondbacks again, and the Angels last season. Finished with 283 batting average, 37 home runs, and 341 RBI. What he'll remember being is a good contact hitter because he almost batted 300 for his lifetime and play all three outfield spots, even though he's better suited for corner and a good clubhouse presence. But yes, so happy trails to John Jay's career. Thanks for listening to episode 133. For On the Radar, I'm Radar. See you guys next time.